Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel proclamation comes from the Old Testament reading of Isaiah 63, verses 7 through 14. I will recount the steadfast love of the Lord, the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has granted us, and the great goodness to the house of Israel, that he has granted them according to his compassion, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, Surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior. In all their affliction, he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore he turned to be their enemy and himself fought against them. Then he remembered the days of old of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them out of the sea while shepherds of his flock? Where is he who puts them in the midst of his Holy Spirit? Who caused his glorious arm to go at the right hand of Moses, who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name, who led them through the depths? Like a horse in the desert, they did not stumble. Like livestock to go down into the valley, the Spirit of the Lord gave them rest. So you led your people to make for yourself a glorious name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In our devotion for the first Sunday after Christmas, based on that prophecy reading, is entitled, Why Did You Remember That? I'm sure it's a conversation you have had with a friend or family member several times in the past. You're just enjoying some time together and a thought pops in your mind of a pastime you had together. And you share with gales of laughter or thoughts of horror, whatever the case may be. Then your friend turns to you and says, You know, I totally forgot about that. Why in the world did you remember that? Who knows why those random memories are so carefully disguised in our cerebral cortex, only to come out at the most random of moments? Or are they really random? Is it possible they are there because deep down they were truly meaningful to you in a way that you can only appreciate when you are with those friends again? They also become even more meaningful when those memories can be extended to other friends or family that want to know more about your history and the things that happened before they were there. Then it gets extended to a wider community that make them a part of their context and maybe have the chance to even become a part of the family lore, the memoirs, or even books, or maybe even movies. The stories all start somewhere. Why not with you? Some years ago, National Public Radio realized many stories may be lost forever, so they set up locations where unscripted conversations between two people could be recorded about what was important in life, love, loss, family, friendships, 
or anything else that should be preserved for posterity. The program is still going strong right up to now because people can and do want to tell their stories. I believe this urgency to our stories comes from natural origins that are actually spiritual in nature. We see this in Isaiah today, recounting the Lord's work in the exodus from Egypt. This was a story that would be told as the Passover remembrance every year with the children and the family together. It was carefully instructed by Yahweh just how it was to be told and why it would be a very special remembrance about how God saved his people from slavery under Pharaoh. I imagine the first generations had their personal touch on the events of the travel to the Red Sea and where their particular family was as they walked through the parted waters on dry ground. But the fundamentals were there, regardless of the personal touches. Horseradish, herbs, unleavened bread, all carefully laid out to tell each crucial part of the importance of God's redemption then and forever. So upon hearing this prophecy today in the exile time of Judah and Israel, freed from a different kind of slavery, as captives released, they would understand the joy of the story of the Passover like many generations before them could not. This would be a new generation of storytellers with their personal touches that would be passed down again from generation to generation until yet another generation would no longer remember their ancestors that survived that almost mythical-seeming type of adventure and persecution. This is why the methodical, purposeful, and intentional recording was so important to God, so nobody would ever say, why in the world did you remember that? And they would never have to say that, because everyone would know what they remembered, because they made sure they did not forget. This is why we read from the Bible every week a set of readings planned out in a three-year schedule, an Old Testament reading, an epistle lesson, and a gospel reading, as well as psalms and or readings from this very prophet of Isaiah, so we don't forget what happened and why we are here together today. It's easy in the season of Christmas to get caught up in the festivities that Hallmark and Walmart want us to in order to buy trinkets and gifts they want to move, and depending on what the media is conditioning them to think tends to drive what they try to sell you to reinforce that thinking. But if you look at most of what we do for Christmas, it does not always come down to Christ. It certainly comes down to food, family, Christmas-themed movies, and decorations in abundance. But how often do you hear about the God who saved you? How often do you hear about Jesus as the fulfillment of everything the Old Testament has ever said about the Messiah who wants to bring peace? And how much of Christmas is ever about the peace that Jesus brings by dying on the cross for the sins that put you to war with God in the first place? No, 
Peace is usually a hope that war will end and the soldiers will come home and everyone will live in harmony. I think we all know deep down that will never happen. But the peace that Jesus brings has happened. Jesus is the fulfillment of the telling of the Exodus story by Isaiah today. Jesus used the very methodical retelling of the Passover story to give us a new story, to replace that story, a story that would be inextricably linked to the means by which he made real, everlasting peace between us and God, our Father. This new story would be the communion story we share together at this altar. In communion, We replace the Passover meal with a better meal that gives us hope connected to that cross. Jesus instituted this meal right before his death on the cross, so it has an extra special memorial for us. This sacrament was his last words to us before he died. Oh, how we hold on to those last words that our loved ones said moments before going into that dark night of death. Because we know what was really important to them. We never forget them, do we? The words they said just before they died. Jesus' institution of the Lord's Supper in the context of the greatest story ever up to that point helped the disciples understand this next chapter would be a story that would eclipse everything they ever heard before and become the very fulfillment of every story they ever heard up to that point. And the story continues with us. We are still waiting that final epic chapter. We are still in eager anticipation of the end of the age when all will be done. The Old Testament is episode one and the New Testament was the second act. Jesus' return will be the grand finale of all things. So we rehearse every week this epic opera. We get the lines just right in this play on which all the world is a stage. And we make the movies that anticipate the greatest show on earth, the final chapter of the greatest story ever told. We prepare this world for the final curtain call because this play will not go on forever, but will be replaced by an epic musical with all the hosts of heaven singing in unison forever. And we will have a spot waiting for us, the understudies for the song that will go on without end. And no one will ever be able to say, why in the world did you remember that? Because we will be in the new heavens and new earth where no one will ever forget again. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.